0: emotional consideration paid for by the following
1: whether you're a sports fan or a wrestling fan maybe you're neither and you just love coming to wrestling with sports for the banter bluechew.com has been a proud sponsor of this show back when it was the wrestling perspective with pd williams and myself we love bluechew here bluechew loves us make sure you go check them out because listen guys i'm going to talk to you guys for a second you get in the sack. Things are going pretty okay. But sometimes you wish you had that extra little kick, right? You don't want to be the curtain jerker. You don't want to be the jobber in bed. If you're a sports fan you don't want know what that means, go Google it. Uh, wrestling fans, I'm about to do this to you. Listen, if maybe you're the number nine hitter in your bed or you're essentially the pitcher that gets a chance to get up and bat, and we all know how bad pitchers are at batting, in Your own bed, and you want to change that. You want to go from the number nine hitter to the number four hitter, cleaning up on the bases, raking them down the line. You know what I mean. Or, wrestling fans, you want to be the curtain jerker and you want to go from curtain jerk in the first match to main eventing sexual mania in your own bed. You got your own ref that'll roll out from under it. You get it, you go, you count the one, two, three, you win. She's satisfied, you're satisfied. You could do all that with Blue Chew. Go to bluechew.com. It is amazing. Bluechew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You can take it any time of day and night. And because it's chewable, it works twice as fast as the pill. You could take it on a full stomach, empty stomach. It doesn't matter. You listen, you can benefit from more confidence in bed where it counts. And Bluechew, right there, fast, easy. It will enhance your performance. That's the key word there, guys. Enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by a licensed physician, so you don't have to worry about any awkward doctor visits. You don't have to wait in line at a pharmacy. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. It's made in the USA, so Blue Chew is cheaper than your other options. Amazing. Right now, we have a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com, Get your first shipment for free. Use this promo code Dennis, D-E-N-N-I-S, and just pay $5 for shipping and handling. And trust me, that is the best $5 you will ever spend. We would give it to you for free, but Jason Kindle's like, nope, we're giving it to him for free. They have to pay for shipping and handling. I'm sorry, what Jason Kindle says goes. Again, that's bluechew.com, B-L-U-E-chew.com. Use the promo code Dennis, try it for free, let us know what you think. I mean, we have baseball players that text and email us all the time. We have wrestlers that are reaching out that want all this stuff and we give them the same promo code. They come back happy. So be part of the revolution, the Bluetooth revolution. Make it happen. Your woman will thank you. And women, you know, it's okay to sit your man down and say, hey, listen, maybe we should try Bluetooth. It's it's perfect. Bluetooth.com, use the promo code Dennis. It's time for Wrestling With Sports. My name is Dennis Burr, alongside Jason Kendall. And Jason, sometimes things have a way of working out amazing. On the last show, you gave a shout-out to one of our great fans. And then as soon as the show's over, you're like, you need to get this guy off. And I sent a private message. I'm saying, hey, is this something you want to do? And Jason, we are sitting here with, I guess, Sergeant Nate Bordash?
2: Yes, sir. Absolutely, uh, sergeant, sergeant First Class Nate Bordage. But I'm and, a drill sergeant. But still, I'm a sergeant. That is okay. So th- this is
0: what I, this is where I wanted to go right off the because, um, and I just had this discussion with my wife. Do do I call him sir? Do I call him sergeant? I didn't know. And she's a um, she's a military brat and went from different places. But so, um, sir, Sergeant Sergeant so, Nate how do you how, like how do how are people supposed to because i'm going to tell you what i'm more honored to speak with you and number 1 thank you for your service number 2 uh to both you and Dennis happy fathers day but number 3 i'm more nervous because i don't want to mess up because you're the real hero out there that's doing stuff i'm sure your wife is more than anything but <laughs> that being yeah, that is like how, how do you how do you um come up and say hello to you
2: so, it's a like within the military, um, it's kind of a running joke. Um, officers, we address them as sir. And as enlisted, you know, we go by our ranks, sergeant or private or whatever the case may be. It's always been a running joke. If you call an NCO a sergeant, sir, they'll say, hey, we say, hey, we work for a living. Because normally the back joke is officers kind of sit at a desk and stuff like that. It's always been a back joke. Um, <laughs> but as I, normally. I get it. We, Normally it would be sergeant, but since I'm in a training environment, training soldiers, I'm a drill sergeant. So normally I would be addressed as drill sergeant. So absolutely uh, happy Father's Day. Uh, This is a huge honor for me to be here today and talking to you and Dennis. Um, Big, big deal. Um, Love your guys' show, and it's it's literally an honor. Thank you so much. Uh, uh,
0: Thank you for saying that, but it's more of an honor for both Dennis and myself. And Dimitri's giving hitting lessons right now. He's going to try to hop in if he can. That's awesome. Uh, to, to say hello. But no, you know, thank you for listening, number one. But like I said, thank you for your service, number two, more than anything. And um,
1: wait, wait, Jason, thank you to your Jason, wife, because she Jason. has three three children. Go ahead, Dennis. Before you get into the children thing, let's clear one thing up. You're not related to me, are you, Nate? No,
2: no not at all. <laughs> so,
1: Jason, <laughs> we have at least one fan that is not related to me. <laughs> there you yes, go. No. It, 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 in, absolutely,
0: in, thanks. And uh, Sergeant Nate, I don't. I still am, like uncomfortable. i call, I'll, I'll Nate. call you, Nate. Hey, we're still, We
1: have a beer here. We're calling him Nate. All right, absolutely. So Nate,
0: okay, so but Nate. um, So if if you've heard the show, we always like how many listeners. And me and Dimitri always make fun because me and Dimitri are both computer dumb. I mean, to, to say the least. And absolutely. I don't <laughs> even you go, get on. I, I I'm on Twitter. My wife had to totally put me on. And every once in a while, I'll hop on and check it out. But um, I don't know how to work a computer. I mean, I, I can't do my kids' homework. Can't do, they tell me how to do stuff. So <laughs> I guess that all being said is we don't even know how many people are listening or watching because Demetri and myself both are like computer dumb. So we, all, we have to ask Dennis, Dennis, who's all listening? He's like, oh, you know, there's uh, 20,000. I'm like, okay, so there's 12 and then they're your family, your aunts, uncles, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> So that's why we always mess around with Dennis because me and Demetri basically don't know what to do with a computer. So but yeah, thank you for listening.
2: Absolutely. Not, and awesome. and not
0: being his uh, relative. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I definitely uh, I love the show. I love the banter. Uh, you guys are an excellent team and just like in you know, in life, like in the military and then in sports, if if you have a good team. And you want to go to work with them, you enjoy it, you, you, you succeed. It's, it's easily that, easier that way, and it's more enjoyable as such. So, like I said, it's an honor to be here. And uh, you said something about my wife. She's definitely a uh, very, very strong, very strong woman through multiple deployments, taking care of children, and uh, handling the bills while I go out there and do what I have to do. You know, support. Uh, how,
0: how many children, uh, again, this is what I was going to do. How many children and how
2: old? Okay, so... Here's the funny thing. I was listening. Uh, I heard something about soap opera, dad. So (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I have a a 16-year-old that's about to be a junior. I have a three-year-old. We started over. That's That's a story in itself. Then we just had a baby two weeks ago, our first daughter. She's 23 days old. So 16, 3, and
0: twenty-three so, days. So the, the one slip past the goalie, which just what happens, and that's awesome. Same with me. But that, that all be said, <laughs> is <slip> um, <laughs> <past> the <goalie. laughs> that's the uh, goal. That's mine. Both slip past the goalie, and the, life the, happens and god, because they are the greatest things that ever happened to myself. And there's nothing better than when you have you know children, and and I'll never forget when I had my son. I was like, oh my god, I can't take care of myself. How am I supposed to take? So your life changes without a doubt, a thousand percent. And, Dennis has a baby girl who's, well, I mean, baby 11. girl. I mean, she's 11, baby, but that's always, they're always going to be your baby girl. Um, a thousand percent. But I'm going to tell you what, that baby girl that you just had, oh, like your boys, you're going to be like, yeah, <laughs> and you're going to whack them. Up. That baby girl, like, what, baby, what? no, y'all, you, I'll give you, trust me on that, I promise you.
2: Absolutely. Talk about expectations at all time high. Absolutely. Um, so used to having boys, now a girl, it's a, <sighs> It's very, very. Uh, oh, geez, I don't even know the word to describe it. I'm very humble. I'm ready to, you know, continue. It's perfect,
0: <laughs> and like you know, you obviously, and especially you being in the military, your boys, you know, guys, boom. I mean, you have. And I am with with my sons, all three of them. Um, but my that baby girl, oh, she can do no wrong. And but the only thing that you got to watch out for, and this is where you got to have uh, mama take care of it, is my baby girl knows how to play me. <laughs> till no end and <laughs> so that's that's where mama comes in because you'd be like no baby, you, you boys just shut up but no but come here baby girl that's how
2: it's gonna end up oh so, yeah I, I see that coming too Jason it's like a whole other perspective yeah. Um I'm ready for it you know it's, it's 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 very humbling I'm so excited um obviously my wife too uh we're just happy that you know that she's healthy and all that but she's got her girl. And plus I got my girl too. So to go with the boys and plus my three-year-old and my daughter are somewhat in the same age group. So they'll to get to experience a lot together where my teenager, he's, you know, he will be the, the elder so, statesman of the group, I guess you could say.
0: Without a doubt. You got to get that, that, that teenager to uh, your 16 year old boy to be more of like a lock-in babysitter. So you can take mama out because she, <laughs> listen, we all know she's running the thing. You go and you, 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 you get, People, I don't even know what you do. We're going to get that here in a little bit, but I know that you are a badass and I know that you're going to get, but now she's the batter ass. If that even makes sense
2: (laughs) (laughs) whatsoever. Absolutely. You know, it's kind of, you know, it's it's kind of my motivation every day when I wake up is, you know, do it for my family and the things that a, a military spouse goes through is very, very, very rough because, you know, when we leave, they have to hold the household down and take care of the children pay the bills, make sure everything's good. So when you do get home, you know, try to, you know, incorporate yourself back into that normal season which they have. Um, yeah, she's definitely, she's definitely the backbone of this household. And 18 years uh, in August. So well, congratulations. I, I think, thank you very much. I think I picked a good one to be fair.
0: That's, well, you know what? <laughs> They don't have a choice now. She can just throw you away or whatever. She, she wins. Bottom <laughs> line is she wins now. But you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, good, good for you. And that's uh, that's very very cool. And you know, I'm always listen. I might sound like a, a a jerk or whatever every once in a while, but um, you know, I'm 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 a family guy first. And, and and when you have kiddos and you have somebody actually taking, and I went through a really really bad first one, but I'm going to tell you what the, the 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 gal that I have now, uh, wow, what a rock and. Um, so i I just I want to let everybody know that um listen everybody knows mama's gonna be the one who is there and what's the what's the saying like happy happy wife
2: happy life happy oh boy, wife is it? absolutely oh yeah definitely um that's that's you know that's a good thing in life to be happy because it's no worse feeling than waking up not being happy so
0: you know my, my old man my old man told me one day he goes uh you know what uh and obviously being happy is you know there's a a great thing because if your eyelids open up in the morning you're gonna be all right absolutely and absolutely. Goes, if they don't you're not <laughs> I tell you what <laughs> i have used that throughout my my whole life because if you think about it it's the truth if my eyelids don't open up tomorrow morning
1: i'm
2: gone it makes sense i'm probably going to use that one now too as well by Absolutely. The way. go ahead that- makes a whole lot... That's that's absolutely right.
1: So we're definitely going to talk about your military journey here in a few minutes. We're going to talk about your COVID baby and how stressful that was. (laughs) But before we jump into that, we need to know about your sports fandom. Who you like, what you watch. Are you a wrestling fan? Because, look... Uh, it's hard to determine. At least Jason and I, we always talk. Do more sports fans watch us? Do more wrestling fans watch us? Is it an even mix? Is there a crossover? So it's kind of interesting to talk to a fan, especially one with the the service record you have,
2: and not Dennis's uh, relative. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no of no blood, right? <laughs> um, so here's here's the thing, right? I love wrestling one hundred percent, but I love sports as well. I'm a huge baseball fan. So like the combination of, of baseball and wrestling, that's kind of what you know sucked me in. And plus, like you said, the camaraderie that's on the show it, it makes it awesome. But definitely, I'm a I'm a huge huge sports fan. I love wrestling. I love WWE, AEW, uh, Impact, New Japan. Pretty much anything I can get my hands on, new or old. And then sports, pretty much all four sports, the four majors. Um, Then I'm in the last few years, I've gotten into soccer. I'm a huge Seattle Sounders supporter. So uh, I usually I I love all all things Michigan. Uh, I was born in Flint, Michigan, the birthplace of General Motors. So I love the Tigers, the Red Wings, the Pistons and the Lions, which I'm a proud Lions fan. And most people turn their backs on them, so you can you know I'm a loyal person when I can say that proudly. No, and, and, and
0: here in about five minutes, I'm gonna um, go upstairs and I'll I'll make you that much more excited. I just gotta find it, but uh, and I'll you'll see when I come back. But um, nice. It's a well, it's a lion. You hat, you like never that. know <laughs> what he comes down with. Sometimes it's great. But, but so hey, Dennis, how far is Flint from uh, where you are? Because Dennis is in Michigan. Like
2: 20 minutes. Is it really? Yeah. Oh wow. That's awesome. I'm in Fenton. Oh, Fenton, okay. Um my mother actually works out in Fenton. Uh, she lives in Grand Blanc.
1: Okay, once and again she... we're not related.
2: Yeah, that yeah, this is <laughs> because Michigan's a small, you know, yeah. mid Michigan, everything's closed, so for the most part. But yeah, um, So you are um, in
0: Virginia, you're based in Virginia right now, you and your family?
2: Yes, I'm um, me and my family we're on uh, Fort Lee, Virginia right now. Um this isn't the end spot. This isn't the retirement spot. Um literally few months left here, then we're moving to upstate New York, where property taxes are ridiculous mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now. My wife is a realtor, and we're trying to find a home, and uh, it's the property taxes there are very, very high. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the, the eventual goal after there is to retire in the state of Texas. Um, we used to visit Texas when I was stationed in Fort Sill, Oklahoma. It's just a beautiful state. It's clean. A um, lot of veteran benefits. That in Florida. Florida was another consideration, but I think I'm going to hang my hat in Texas. And I uh, like I tell people I'll finally grow up then. How much longer do you have um, in the military?
0: How long have you been in the military? Number one. So September,
2: September, I hit 19 years. Wow. So it's wow. so a, tr- a true story, right? Um, on nine 11, I found out I was cleared to join the military on nine 11, five minutes for a plane went in the Pentagon. My recruiter asked me how long did I wanted to, uh, I wanted to leave I asked for a month and they gave me nine days so I, I my my first day in the military is 20 September 2001 literally nine wow. days after 11 wow and That's I'm still awesome. here uh <laughs> still here still doing it um I decided to join before 9-11 so after 9-11 happened um totally made that decision you know a a lot more ease in my mind. That was the right decision to do so. Cause I was, I was 21 at the time. So, you know, go, going through changes, you know, thinking college, finishing college or starting a career, whatever the case may be. So I thought it, it's really, really turned out great for me. Um, met a lot of good people, um, traveled the world for the most part. Um, and got to see a lot of things that maybe, maybe I'm not got, would have got the scene growing up in the, you know, the city of Flint, but I'm very, very proud to be from Flint though. Very, very proud. If you ask my friends. So Well,
0: you know, and that's, and we're, we're very proud just for, for you being yeah. on our show and, and honored as well. Um, but uh, wow, that is, and so what is your wife high school sweetheart or did you meet her along the way? So we were
2: not high school sweethearts. Uh, oh, wait, wait—he's uh,
1: giggling. He's got a smile on his face so <laughs> well, wait, wait, not, that means she didn't like him in, in high school. She didn't like him. I'm guessing. Well, did you guys go to the same high school?
2: No, we didn't go to the high school, but we had mutual friends, and uh, she absolutely did not like me. Ah, I called school, it, to say the least. And I'm a couple years younger. She's a couple years oh. younger too. but oh. she's, and she's, what's her name? Her name is Heather. Heather. It's th- thank you for
0: he- letting him. Uh, in, uh, join our show.
1: Oh, no worries. He's
2: He's, he got out of it tonight. He said he was going to talk to uh, famous people. <laughs> famous
1: people. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> famous person, <laughs> Not at Jason, all. and then me.
2: Well, I, hey, absolutely, Dennis. It, you're <laughs> it, you're famous in my eyes, man, for sure.
1: I like this my guy. Eyes.
0: I like him a lot. <laughs> you're, you, know what, you, you know what your new gig is going to be is um, when you're done and you're in Texas, you're going to have a... Uh, well, I'm going to send you a headset and... <laughs> We're gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm gonna send you a headset, <laughs> a microphone, a computer, and you're gonna be hopping on with us because I need a hype man. We need somebody like you. To, uh, I'm I, listen. Dennis's family is great, and, and all twelve <laughs> of them that, uh, this and that. But I'm gonna tell you what: we have a stud like you who has served this country, Dennis. We might get like you know ten he'll extra followers. Me. I hope Dimitri give pops in because he'll, give he'll or be like, take oh, one
2: or two. <laughs> um, no, it, like um. I told a couple of my friends, as soon as I was driving, me and my uh, a drill sergeant buddy, you know, we're, we're pretty busy throughout the day, and uh, I was like, hey, let's, let's, let's step off for five minutes go get a coffee, you know, and uh, I was listening to the podcast with, with Pokey, when Pokey Reese was on, and class act, by the way, yeah, real solid guy, just just listen to him, he was a real solid guy, I could tell, and then I had I, read what, you know, I had message and stuff like that, and I literally, I was in my truck with my friend uh, Nate Ham, and I started cheesing. And I was like, "Wow, this is so awesome!" Right? And he's like, "Is this the first time you've heard this?" And I'm like, "I swear to you, it is." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, coffee's on me, pal." It is what it is. So, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. I didn't even yeah, tell him. Literally, I was like, spur of the moment. I was like, "Oh wow, this is so cool." Like, that so I started really cheesing. Cool. Yeah. I was, I was a legit fanboy at that. Right at that moment, it was really, really fun. Oh, I,
0: like I said, Dimitri and I were like, "Oh my god." <laughs> Are you related to him somehow? I, I'm not lying. I'm being dead serious. So, so
1: yeah, I, absolutely. Did, I didn't even tell him. I was like, "Hey, do you listen to the podcast yet?" I'm just, I'm listening to it now. I
2: said, "Cool, enjoy." Yeah, literally, that was. I think within like ten or fifteen minutes. I, I, I think I was at the because it was like the forty-five minute mark. I know I'm cheesing right now, saying that, but <laughs> right around that point. And uh <laughs> I don't yeah. think I've
0: watched one of them or listened to one you of You have But I'm glad we have a fan out there because it makes me happy and like obviously somebody like you is better.
2: It's definitely worth worth my time for sure. Absolutely. Um I love it, man. It's like I said, every week. And even like last week was awesome too with uh the mayor Sean Casey and Tommy Dreamer, which I didn't know uh he had uh he stayed in Detroit, which is really, really cool. Kind of kind of put a smile on my face, you know, having that Michigan pride in me. Uh, oh
0: yeah. He had, a, he had a, I don't know if it was, I can't remember Dennis if that was live or not, but he no. had a Detroit uh, Lions hat on. So um, yeah. So th- that's my whole point when I'm trying to get out of here in a second. So Dennis, you got to have a question where he can talk for a second so I can come back in like maybe 30 seconds.
1: Well, I'm about to ask him about uh, being a drill sergeant because for me, that's one of the coolest things. I, I, I've, I've never have talked to one. Uh, anything I know about drill sergeants, has to do with being in the movie. So talk about a little bit about how you went from being, being the kid in front of a drill sergeant to being the drill sergeant and how much the politics may be behind it has changed over the years to where you are now.
2: Um, I guess, you know, this just comes with the times. My um, first joined. is maybe a little bit more, a uh, little bit more rougher policies might've been a little bit looser so people got away with what they could say to trainees, but I, I look at it as it's a, a people's business. So I always treat people as if they want to be treated. Um, if you don't, if you can't get someone to work for you, how it's it, What's the point? They have to you know respect you, and at the same time, uh, take that knowledge and put it in their toolbox, as we call it, you know, and and run with it. That's the goal um absolutely it's very very humbling every day I'm very very proud of it um, not everybody gets to do it not everybody's selected to do it um it's uh it's very humbling sometimes dealing you know, with younger recruits and they're 18 19 years old and I'm forty years old and they still respect you and take your word for what it is because of that experience that I' you know I have me and my battle buddies and what we have. Um, yeah. It's very, very humbling. And uh, hopefully I'll have some type of impact on, on the soldiers lives. Absolutely. It's a, uh, it very, very humbling. I, I can't think of one other one other word to describe it. And I'm very proud of it. And uh, that's something that that'll definitely be in me for the rest of my life.
1: Is it, is it anything like we see in the movies? Cause I'll be, like I said, no, no. I, I don't know. That's as far as being a drill sergeant, that's the only way I know it is it in every war movie I've ever seen.
2: So, you know, it's funny. My wife had just said something. Uh, I was talking with my mother-in-law a little while back and, uh, she was like, yeah, yeah. Major pain. <laughs> like, are you, are <laughs> you like major pain? I don't, yeah. I don't see that in you. I'm like, no army is nothing like major pain or, uh, or like in uh what full metal jacket and stuff like that. Um, definitely you, you want your soldiers to look at you as a mentor, and some someone that they can gain knowledge from, and some maybe somebody that they want to be like when they get to a certain point in their military career. It's all about having a positive influence. And, and, so and most and, most uh, people no. get there. We go, lion's hat.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I, I'm back. I got my lion's hat. but no. And, and, and I, I caught the you know, the last thirty seconds, and I hate interrupting um, no because I know them. if I was one of your uh, well, Dennis was in, in – I told Dennis and Demetrius, just tell me to shut up because I do talk and I do interrupt, but trust me, my wife uh, can't stand me half the time. But um, that all being said is, is, is what you are giving back to to the kids because you've been there and done that. And what you just said, what I caught the end of was, and I related to when I was kind of at the end of my career. I had a lot of young guys. I had Eric Hosmer, uh, Mike Moustakis. Um, they're in the minor leagues.
2: Studs are the right there, by the way. What's that? Studs. Well, damn good. Hitters. Oh, they
0: won a world series. They're, they're like, uh, <laughs> yeah. they can be, they're, they're gods here forever, even though they're not even here anymore. But I mean, because they won the world series, but I mean, it was neat to, to from spring training on, um, to, because listen, they ask questions and I'm, ass- I'm assuming a lot of your, um, your guys, they ask a lot of questions and absolutely, you, you, you just, you, you just, you'll be you and. I'm sure they're gonna ask like what have you been through this and that and and how to handle yourself etc cetera, etc cetera. so um, like I said I just walked in because I had to get my Lions hat to show you that I am a Lions fan when they cover the spread <laughs> especially <laughs> but um, th- to because it means so much to a younger I mean because listen I was scared to death and I wasn't even. I wasn't going into the military I, I was scared to death I was 17 years old and I was drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates and I went to Brandon's in Florida, and I was a mama's boy. Didn't know how to do my laundry, et cetera, et cetera. And so, I mean, you're dealing with kids that are just, you know, a lot of you're on their the first time being away from home, whether it was a good environment or a bad environment. But they're, they of course, they're going to look up to you. And, and, and like I said, I missed the first part of this conversation, but I'll guarantee you, just from the way you speak and the way you handle yourself, and uh, that. You have everybody that you're you're working with is looks up to you because you just have that aura about you that 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 am I right or wrong, Dennis? I I don't know if the right word. You have that uh, it factor that it factor just from speaking with you for the last uh, 15 minutes.
2: Well, I I totally appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, Just like with other other drill sergeants, you work as a team for the good of the of your company and for the soldiers as well you know, taking care of them. do get a lot of questions. You know, I, I, I tell my soldiers, no question is a, is a stupid question, but sometimes they're pretty, they're, they're some oh. <laughs> there's some awful oh, questions. There's some awful questions. Oh, absolutely. But no, no, no question is a bad question. Because if you don't know, I'd rather you ask so you know. And Did not know, and you're right. Not know. So, you know, that's just like, you know, any situation in life, absolutely deal with people that, I've never done laundry. You deal with people that are not 18 years old that have, you know, a family to support and stuff like that. And you're, you want to take care of them and make sure everything's good for them to set themselves, set them up for success for them, you know, for their families as well. Um, Definitely humbling. Definitely. I love it.
0: Um, and I'll say a lot of it, a lot of the stuff that I, when I was older and I, I realized that I was kind of on my last leg a lot of it's personal stuff. A lot of it is, you know, off the field stuff. I mean, and I guess at that level at the big leagues, a lot of people would are, you know, like, like if you don't know that there's, you know, one-one tie in the eighth inning and there's a runner on second base with no outs, if you don't know that you, you at least have, a, you know, give your effort to get him over to third base so the next guy can do it, then you're in the wrong spot. But a lot of it, the, the stuff that I went through it was, it was personal stuff. Like, how do you handle this? How do you handle that? And I'm sure you
2: get more of that than anything. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, life situations, right. Mm-hmm. Um, relate- relatability can go a long way. And, you know, like say, said, we, when you're talking with, you know, younger players, you're, you're talking baseball and they can relate to somebody that's been there. They're, you know, passing that knowledge on that wisdom, that mentorship, um, as at my position as a drill sergeant, as an NCO, a senior non-commissioned officer, mentorship, try to mentor, these younger soldiers, but then at the same time meant the mentors above me. I like to soak that in their, their knowledge, even as, even as much time as I got in, I still love to take their knowledge you can and become always... better every day because I, I tell my soldiers, my model for my platoon is every day better. Cause what are we doing as a, you know, as a team and as an individual to become better every day? And I, I, I kind of live by that motto.
1: With that being said, and I know we're going to talk a lot about sports here in a little bit Let's talk a little bit about your service real quick. Now, did you see any combat? Because I'm always enthralled when I talk to a military member who has seen some sort of comment. You know, you don't have to tell any stories or anything like that, but that's the closest to combat I've been is Call of Duty uh, last night. I've done four tours of it. And thank you guys. I appreciate <laughs> or De- your. Or
2: Detroit, Michigan, right? Yes, that's or Detroit, a- Michigan.
1: But have you seen any combat?
2: Yes, I've uh, I've been to Iraq twice and Afghanistan once. So um, my first tour was in 2005 for a year in Iraq. Then 2008, I went to Iraq for a little under 15 months. And then 2012, I went to Afghanistan for a year. Is, is, um, there,
0: is there any way you could give us, and, and you don't have to talk about it, because I know a lot of people don't like talking about it, but like a story for who who whoever's listening right now, because this is one of the things that really bothers me is, and just like Dennis said, like Call of Duty, this and that, people don't know what it – nor do I. I have no idea what anything's like in, in in combat. So I, But do you have, like, a story that you could tell? Like, I, I don't know, maybe, like, a – just, like, a, a story that – I mean, I don't want to talk about anybody, um, you know, losing their life or anything, but, I mean, to where you got, like, bullets whizzing by your head and stuff like that, or is that a bad so, question for somebody to
2: ask? I mean – I mean, there's always you know different situations and what you get put in right. Um, but the key to that is you know, just like any any decision, like troubleshooting and problem solving, whatever the whatever the situation may be, whatever the problem is, you troubleshoot it and and fix it. No matter where you've been, uh, yeah, I've definitely been in some sticky situations. Um, had some had some had some rough days, and not you know some not so rough. Um, you have but, to tell a story I, off
1: the podcast to us.
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe we we'll talk off offline. Um, but I'll tell you, like, t- it's like a team sport. Though the thing is, if you if if you have camaraderie and you work together as a team, um, there's nothing that you can't accomplish, and it makes it makes life easier that you're willing to go to a mission and do something with somebody that you know they have your back, and it's it's like it's like a team environment, you know, the same same with sports those teams at gel and they you know they want to work with one another and they want to succeed and become better it's it's just like that team sports and as a as a soldier you, in my in my opinion you're an athlete of someone cuz you have to be physically fit and you have to be mentally oh, yeah. fit too so
0: and, and i i apologize if that but i mean listen if you've you listen to the show i have no problem saying stuff even though if it might yeah. not be the right thing to say or whatever but i mean i've always been curious about that and i i I've, I've asked certain um military um people that i was fortunate enough to be around um the same question but i mean a lot of people won't ask that question but i mean I, it's really neat to me whoever's listening to like know that this is like it's okay. Yeah. You see it on TV see, and then I'll go, okay, no, this is real shit. And this is what you are doing and why you are and you guys are protecting us out here, which listen, I was fortunate enough to be able to hit a baseball. Awesome. What you do, what your men do and what you've been through over the last 20 years is more, uh, uh I don't even know the word, more amazing than, than what any athlete could ever do. I mean, I'm talking about Michael Jordan or whoever, because, you're seeing the real stuff. And that's why the the United States of America is, I don't know. I I always, I have a a big heart when it comes to stuff like that. My, my um, grandfather uh, was in the Marines and et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, I don't think people really understand that (laughs) this it's real shit. And (laughs) people walking down the street are like, Oh, Hey, well, it's because of guys, uh, men and women like you who are." freaking just busting their asses so that's why i asked the question it might have been wrong and i apologize if it was but i mean i just i want people to know that you're out here free and walking the streets and this and that because of what you do
2: i appreciate it thank you so much it's uh it's an honor coming from you absolutely um yeah that's really really uh humbling words uh support defend the constitution of the united states of america you know against all enemies foreign and domestic um Definitely. We understand sports has a big impact in American life too, in my opinion. Um, I know we talked about 911 nine eleven and when baseball first came back that, you know, that was a big deal to America too, because it kind of helped towards a recovery. You know, this, this is talking, you know, in my lifetime out toward, you know, us recovering from that incident and, you know, start building, you know, our morale back up as a country and, you know, and start looking towards, you know, the future and, doing what we got to do to you know secure our freedom and stuff like that so sports absolutely just you can see that now with the pandemic going on um i mean how many how many i think i saw a couple of weeks ago when when the usc came back the numbers were huge just to get you know live sporting events NASCAR we're talking too. About the, yeah the, like baseball in south korea i think i seen like addison russell i think it's, is about I saw time, it but it's just
0: funny because Dimitri said he goes, dude, you got to go watch the uh, the South Korea baseball team, and I did one night. And he goes, and I go, why? He goes, because you're going to want to come back. So some of the slop they're throwing up there, yeah, he never, he's right. I wanted to come back. I'm like, oh my god, I can go out and hit 3:30 over there, but um, no. But I mean, you're right. It's it's just, it's something to watch. I mean, the golf, this and that, and listen, baseball with the owners and, and the and the um uh, the players' union. Eh, I I don't know what's going on. I I mean, I have a little insight, but I, it changes every day. It's a, it's a a coin toss, to be honest with you. And hopefully they get out, but at the same time, there's a lot of um, new uh, uh, COVID uh, cases that are just popping up everywhere. And, um, but I, I I don't know where that is, but I I do remember nine 11 and and we do Dimitri and myself do talk about this um, often on the show is I was playing then. And so was Dimitri and, and, when everything happened and everybody has their own story, I was, um, you know, we, we took two weeks off, to make a long story short, and um, I didn't think it was right to come back and play. But after our first couple games and watching fans, whether it be, you know, obviously our, our games, but then, you know, ESPN, you watch everybody watches ESPN or whatever. Mm-hmm. The, uh, and just to see people, like, take being able to take a step back for three hours, and put their minds in, and just relax. Then I realized to myself, I'm like, oh man, maybe it was good to come back. Cause I, I thought it was bad to come back. But then when that three hours a night, three and a half hours, depending on how long the game is or depending on how horse shit your, your pitching staff is <laughs> uh, that three hours, three and a half, four hours, that's, it meant a lot to, to, to people. And so, you know, obviously this stuff going on, that's why I want baseball to get back. Now, because I think it's, it would do a big thing, but at the same time, everybody's got to stay safe too.
2: It's you know, it's it's so wishy-washy because you know, is sixty games really worth it? Then it's it's good to get get baseball back, but you know, we're used to one hundred sixty games and sixty. You know, you could have a bad month, and that's that's your whole season. it's where in, in some cases, you know, you might have not so great month, but you have you know a pretty good month throughout the rest of the season. You know, you're. Constantly. All winning. right,
0: Sergeant Nate. Remember how earlier in the show you said positive, positive, positive? Because I'm right there with you. Positive, positive. Listen, I think it would suck to play sixty games. I think it would suck to have forty five games and make sure everybody. But this is where I and I'm a, I'm an old school baseball guy, and um, I don't like a lot of the change stuff. But so now, but I'm trying to take a step back and be like, okay, well, you know what? We're gonna have sixteen. This is what I just from what I know is sixteen um, teams that are gonna make it. So that's half the teams. Um, and now you got kind of like a NCAA tournament. Yeah. So that, now, do I like it? The, 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 the baseball player me? No, I think it's stupid and you're better off not playing, but as a fan, which I'm trying to be, if it's something to watch and you can have like a little round Robin thing or what, they
2: absolutely do, do it.
0: So and, know, that's, that's just kind of my, my take on it, but.
2: And see some of the best athletes in the world playing yeah. too. But like you said, it has to be safe. Um, Cause I, my dad was in the, my dad worked at GM for 30 years. So I grew up and, you know, unionized, you know, my dad was in the union. Same with Dennis. Some He's supporter four. of the union. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'm sure you set up as a, as a former player, you know, that union, you guys, you know, stick together and make the right decision for the players, you know, because obviously you're the ones that are out there doing it. And if it's not safe, it isn't right. You know, no, you're like, absolutely right.
0: And, and Nate, the, the, the baseball union won't be, um, Oh, it's going to be tough to break, and, I'm a, and the reason I say that is, is, and, and the reason I say it's the strongest union in the world is my old man played, and and I know I said this before, but I mean I, I watched him come. He made more as a, a major league coach as he ever did as a player, and he had a decent career. Nineteen seventy three, I think he hit two eighty and other stuff, whatever. And you hit two eighty today, you're getting you know at least a three million bump. He yeah. made $10,000 as a coach, and that was more than he ever made as a player. And, you know, when he came home, worked UPS, worked construction, worked other, you know, side jobs just so he can, you know, take care of his family. So the, the 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 reason I made good money, the reason Dimitri, and then the players today, because of the guys that did it back then. And Absolutely. It's – you have to know, and I, I help a lot of the players do. And I always try to, you know, make sure that that players today know that. Like, listen, you're getting this big coin because of guys before you, and, and you better know that. If not, I mean, listen, Carmen's a bitch. It could come. It's gonna come get you.
2: One yeah, know, know. Know. Absolutely, you absolutely. Um, I know that what the union started in the late '70s and stuff like that. It's, that that story you're telling about your father kind of reminds me of like listen, watching old NFL stories about like linebackers in a 50, like Alex, like Alex Harris, wherever, you know, they play and then in an off season, they're insurance salesmen and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That, that blows my mind.
0: I got two different. Yeah. I can, I can, we'll talk off air, but I got some good stories as, as far as like guys that I saw, like go to spring training when I was playing you know, say Kevin Polkovich, the One, he would go to a spring training and then he would go and work at a grocery store so he could take care of his kid afterwards. I don't know if it was a hy V or I can't remember what grocery store it was. It was in Bradenton, Florida. Uh-huh. And um, Kevin Elster got hurt that year. It was 1997. So to make a, and he got a chance. And I'm going to tell you what, he took advantage of it. And Kevin Polkovich to this day is one of my favorite teammates because, you know what, he he's a grinder. He's Absolutely. a grinder, he, and he went out and took advantage of it. Okay, let's stop about the old wrestling.
1: Let's get into wrestling. wrestling, yeah. Let's talk about how, hey, let's start with your early fan days. Who'd you like, who you didn't like, and then we can move into some current wrestling stuff.
2: So, I, you know, I always remember WWE as a kid, then the WWF. And, you know, we talk about Hogan and Andre the Giant and, you know, MTV, Cindy Lauper and all that stuff. You know, that was kind of hip get the stickers and the cereal boxes but mm-hmm. I really kind of started getting to it more late 80s. Um, I know um, WC well NWA used to be on WTBS you see Flair and the horsemen and stuff like that that's really really when my fandom took off. most people would say WWF then but I really started getting into it during the NWA days um, you know the horsemens always even to this day is still my favorite faction of all time arn anderson flair i um, saw that
0: you met arn anderson on twitter because I I, 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 I I get on twitter very rare very rarely and then i um popped your name in and i'm like oh did you met arn anderson i'm like you gotta oh. be kidding me this guy gets cooler and cooler
2: <laughs> oh man it, I, you talk about uh cheesing i'll I, I tell you i'm i'm, I'm trying not to be a fanboy is, is a whole lot but that was one of the moments too jason that was like
1: How'd you meet him? Holy,
2: shit. you're Arn Anderson. <laughs> and He's like, yeah, right? nice to meet you. Yeah, I had a nice conversation. And what a, uh, definitely a class act. And it just reminds me of my youth watching watching him and Flair and Barry Wyndham and Sid Vicious. Yeah. So that was like the my. A lot of people would look at me crazy, but that was my favorite part of the Four Horsemen when Sid Vicious and Wind, Barry Windham was there. Um, and then just from there, I continue going back and forth, and then, you know, into the Monday Night Wars. Uh, Stay pretty persistent watching both, which could be pretty hard back then. I used to used to watch Nitro live and videotape uh, raw um,
0: uh, oh, on a VHS. Uh, right there with you.
2: Yeah, I remember. The, the yeah, old, then we uh, then
0: we had TiVo and whatever. But yeah, but people don't understand. Like, okay, my kids their day were like, or I don't know, it was about a year ago. Um, we're driving and they go, look at. Dad, that guy has one of those in the window, and I'm like, okay, dude. He's like, but I get you. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about rolling the window down this way. But go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted. But I do. Just...
2: You know, that's that's technology. You know, that's that's. I think that's a good part. Now we don't have to use some old school windows now, right? But right. We used to we used to love watching both and the Monday Night Wars going back and forth. We talked about a great time to be a fan. And then after, you know, uh, the McMahon's bought out WCW. Oh. We had the WWE for a little bit. Um, just man, whatever when, something comes on, I always try to catch it. Some some of the organizations are are good, and some not so good. As I see on TV even today, but love AEW what they're doing. Uh They do have a little bit of a old WCW feel to it, but it's, I feel like it's being ran a hell of a lot better. Uh, yeah, the Khan family they they they're smart businessmen, so they don't they just don't invest their money in bullshit. Apparently, in bulls you know you're bullchart. all right.
1: You're right. You're fine.
2: <laughs> so, you I think how they're I think how they're doing it. It's amazing. Uh, it, it's it's kind of weird to me because AEW will recognize WWE wrestlers, but it, it's it's sacrilege for a WWE wrestler to reach out and say anything, especially on social media, about an AEW wrestler. It's like is there it's the it's a war, but is it a war? Is it not a war? But when it comes to TV ratings, of course they're gonna try to you know outdo one another. We see that every Wednesday night. Because so I know Thursday mornings, every time I look on Twitter, I look. Did N X T, The N X C B A W. You know, they're always neck and neck. So I think there is somewhat of a war going on.
1: See, I kind of go- I'm going to disagree with you, uh, Hero. For <laughs> one second, I like you call him Hero. Maybe
0: that's what we should call him we'll Hero just- instead <laughs> of Sir uh, Sergeant <laughs> Nate. Nate. I like the Hero part. You- like that. <laughs> <Listen>, that's <was laughs> <actually laughs> one of the cool things you said. Thanks. No, I just, I,
2: I'm, just, uh, I'm, pretty, I do not like consider myself a hero, but they, that's awesome. Go ahead. <laughs> well, get, we, we do, Dennis. but, but uh,
0: we're also we also let the uh, well, I try to like pick fights and stuff like that. But Dennis has picked a fight with you, which I would never do.
2: <laughs> what are you going to disagree <laughs> with, Dennis? Dennis, I got I got to hear your counterpoint to this one because because in my opinion, you know, the TV ratings kind of determines who's winning a war and it's, it's, it's whispering in my opinion. Why would you not want to beat the, your opponent? If you're on at the same time slot every week, all right, you're literally going head to head for, for viewers. All
1: right, here we go. It is
2: a war in my opinion.
1: It's, it's the worst war ever because you're talking about AEW's a show, the big show, the show where all their stars show up to shine versus WWE C show. NXT? That's raw SmackDown forgotten NXT. Maybe when takeovers come around, NXT steals the show. But when it when's the last time, even before AEW came around, you watched an NXT episode. Online. See? Okay. So if you're watching the majority... Oh, he's busy
0: of- saving the country. What what's he supposed to do?
1: Well, this but, but is one person. But but i I'm, I'm saying with, with NXT, most of NXT's viewership was on the network when it was over there. Now it's on USA, on a forgotten day and kind of time. That's not much of a war. It's AEW smart because they picked a fight with the lowest show that they could go after. If they went up against Raw or SmackDown, there's no way in hell AEW would be beating them in the rankings, in the ratings.
2: So, I, I, I kind of was saying, if WWE didn't care... Then they wouldn't have Charlotte Flair wearing the NXT belt for as long as she did, or having Finn Balor code NXT and getting some of these random guest appearances on Wednesday night to take <laughs> viewers away from AEW. Um, that's you know eight, uh, NXT's Triple H's baby, and I, I think it was amazing before on the network. But I I solely believe that they want to be AEW, and if I remember correctly. NXT didn't go on USA until after AEW was announced on Wednesday nights. I'm
1: I, I'm not arguing any of that, and I'm not saying WWE probably doesn't want to. But from my standpoint, when you're putting one one organization's A show up against the other organization's organization C show, it's not much of a war. It's you know what? It's it's essentially like the United States going in and taking out. I don't know. Okay, uh, if you're like, not even hang gonna hang think on. about comparing something no, like no, that, no, wrestling. no, no, I'm am. gonna jump through my
0: computer and mean you're gonna go at it.
1: I, yeah. I, I, am. <laughs> you know what? It's almost like America going after and defeating, let's say, uh, Cabo. I mean, essentially, that's what it is. Why you gotta go to Cabo? I like that place. It, that's
2: it. I've actually been there. It's really nice. Because that's what I got to go
1: pop them, man. Are you kidding me? (laughs) But yeah, to me, that's what it is. If if they were up against each other's A shows, I'm sure it would be more of a war and people would probably care more. But the C
2: show versus an A show isn't much of a battle for me. So in my opinion, would AEW want to go to war on a Monday or Friday night? Probably not. But it, as smart as a businessman that the con like that Tony Khan is, he probably would try to make it a, a Thursday night to get a second show because there's been rumors about them getting a second show on TNT, if I remember correctly. And they already have Dark on Monday. They have yeah. a pretty strong internet following for uh, I'm sorry on Tuesdays. They have a strong following there. Maybe they could take that to a network. Um, I mean, would they? The, I'm gonna say that AEW wants a war. I think WWE is affected by it, and they're trying to bring back viewers from you know away from AEW, especially on Wednesday nights. If they didn't do that, if they didn't really care, like I said, then Finn Balor would be on Friday nights. Charlotte Flair is everywhere anyway, but she would not have had that belt. Um, NXT would continue to be the brand that it was when they were on the internet only, on the network. So I think they genuinely do care because...
1: Maybe so, but... But isn't that the smartest move for Charlotte, too, is on on any other brand she's on, she is the third person, whether she deserves it or not. She's she's below oh, Bailey. It, it's true. It's true. Right now, that woman's division is pretty stacked on both it's shows. Oh, well, it's true.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see what you did
1: there, Jason. But for me... The smart move, whether there's AEW or not, is a sticker on NXT. Let her shine down there until there's a spot that opens up or a top injury and then promote her back up.
2: So, in in my opinion, Charlotte doesn't need a belt to succeed. Um, I think she's top five in the world, male or female. And definitely, I think she's probably the top (sighs) female wrestler in the world right now. Hmm. I. I, well, I, I, I and could,
0: bottom line is her last name is going to keep her there,
2: regardless I, of what she
1: does. I'm not Absolutely. arguing the top five thing. I'm, I'm, I'm digesting the top five comment. That's all I'm doing.
2: I, you know, uh, you see, I think you know what what Tessa Blanchard does now. If it, if it's believable, I could see her wrestling males. Mm. If it's believable to an extent, I think she's that good.
1: That's a tough one for me. That's. I think there are some. This what? is where we need
0: Dimitri because listen, I thought I was a nerd. I have zero idea. <laughs> I already told you this earlier in the show. Like when Dimitri and Dennis talk, I'm just like oh, geez, I'm I, I need to
2: It's an acquired taste, stuff. Jason. i tell you. Uh, absolutely. I love it. Um <sighs> it's I just it, that's just my personal opinion. I think she's I think she's class and she doesn't need a belt. Uh in that case, if you like some of the wrestlers now, like Randy Orton, does Randy Orton need a belt to be as over as he is right no, now?
0: No, no. His music because alone I, is the best. I think if I would have played in 2011 and I, I couldn't come back, I was going to come out with your voices in my head because that's how I've lived my whole life. I I'll, I'll, I'll love guys. that thing. Absolutely.
2: That came, I think, uh, I came
0: uh, out earlier my earlier in my career. I came out to, oh, you didn't know?
2: Oh, so, like, yeah, Road that's dog.
0: That's what I came out for a long time in Pittsburgh. But uh, Orton does not need a belt to, to – be
2: orton no. absolutely right can you can you imagine you know i think those are the two biggest names in the wwe right now i think they're the two most over wrestlers in wwe right now in my opinion hmm. that that male man why not a, why not a orton versus charlotte <laughs> no i don't know I mean, that, sounds, that sounds crazy right you're lucky but i don't know just be,
0: take he would, you he off he off definitely would RKO or he wouldn't care
1: yeah, you're lucky I don't just take you off the feet after that comment. I am, my personal taste, I am not a fan of intergender wrestling for whatever the reason. I'm not poo-pooing it. It's just not my bag, baby. Uh, the way I look at it is, I there's a certain level of disbelief I can suspend when I watch wrestling. But if you were to t- put Tessa Blanchard in a ring with uh, Brian Cage, No way she's beating Brian Cage. No way she's beating Moose. If you were to put Charlotte Flair in the ring with uh, Kevin Owens, I I couldn't believe that she can beat Kevin Owens. I couldn't believe she could beat Seth Rollins. You know, for... The
2: believable
0: part of it, I understand what you're saying, but the bottom line is the baddest dude in all of uh, wrestling is Tommy Dreamer.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. He's He's awesome. Yeah, Tommy J- Dreamer is the man. We're waiting. and We can't wait for because
1: sure. Jason just did Tommy Dreamer's podcast.
2: Oh, no. Wow, that's awesome. I'll have, to, I'll have a good chance when I get time to listen to it for sure. Yeah, Tommy Dreamer is a legend. Badass dude. Um, very knowledgeable just from listening to him on this show and you know everything that he's done. Um, man, just a knowledgeable guy. He's got his head down straight. Um, wow. Yeah. Very that's, smart. That's, he's very yeah, smart. Very and I'm going to tell you what. That's class right there in my
0: FM. That's definitely. So, Nate, so yesterday I I did a show and it was really, really cool. And um, at the very end, we talked about superstitions and little things like that. And um, he goes, Hey, Jay, I want to show you something right now. I want to. He goes, because we were just talking about. He goes, and he brings out a 1980. It was like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. uh, 1995, I'm sorry. 1995, he said, he goes, Two ace bandages. He brings out a, a neo whatever the neoprene knee thing and this white which you've seen um when he's doing he's, this white like volleyball looking like knee pad <laughs> and i sat there and, and he goes this is what's keeping me together he still wears those things to this day and i'm sitting there going like dude that is the freaking coolest thing i've ever he goes i've never he goes these ace bandages are so old he goes, they stretch all the way across my house. He goes, but I, I wrap them on strap them on every night. And, but, and then he did the little, the nail pre and I said, I don't know if they make these anymore, but they, when he brought out this white knee pad, I'm like, and we've all seen it when he comes out, this white mm-hmm. knee pad that one, <laughs> white knee pad that he wears. And it is badass. And I'm like, dude, Tommy, that is some cool, cool shit.
2: Super, super and routine. You know, um, Jeez, like even like playing baseball did you ever have like a routine or a superstition that if you did something you make sure to fix it you know obviously you say like jumping over the foul lines you know when coming in off the field like for fielders or oh, not God, to get yeah. pine char to a certain point
0: okay i'll give you one kind of disgusting not that i really care but um <laughs> i i chew tobacco which is not good so kids out there listening just do not do it but um i put a dip in
1: mm-hmm.
0: every you know if i got a hit my first at bat or a walk or hit by pitch. If I got on base without an air, I'd keep it dipping and I'd add in, add in, add it. And if I went four for four, my lip was out to here. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, if I, but then if I, if I got out, I put a chew in. A little red man and some bazooka Joe gum wrapped around it. And if I, Got a hit, I'd keep it in and just keep adding, adding. So if you ever see me on a on a video or whatever it, with my cheeks out to here, I, pretty good chance I had a good day because Absolutely I kept did. adding, 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 adding. Uh, But I mean, there's so many, so many different things. Like Tommy was telling me yesterday, he goes like, you know, I put my my uh, knee pad on first. I'm like, That's how, and I'm going like, dude, you gotta be kidding me because I put my shin guards on for my whole career. Shin the first the. Uh, I put my left shin guard on my left, uh, first. Mm -hmm. Why? I don't know. Right. I, then I go my right. But like, if I went to, I don't know, say McDonald's or something like that before going to uh, the ballpark and I got two knocks, two hits, guess where I'm going the next day. I'm going to McDonald's. Absolutely. If it ain't broke,
2: don't fix it.
0: Right Yeah. So there's so many different types of superstitions that I had. And, but I mean, listening to Tommy yesterday, um, talking about some of his stuff and it was pretty pretty cool because uh that's what's keeping tommy dreamer together right now is a, a white volleyball old knee pad a neo <laughs> cream whatever something and then um his ace bandages from 1995 so that's really really
2: cool that is really really cool you know what keeps you what keeps your head in the game keeps you comfortable to go out to do what you do and Not a
1: doubt, absolutely what about, what about yeah, you Nate? Like- do
2: you have any superstitions when you get ready um, you know, it's, I can't think it's weird to me because what, what you might think is a superstition is like routine to me. Like what I, what I would normally do that you would look at me and go, wow, that's, that's weird. That's different, but it's normal to me. Um, I always, I always, in the morning before I, I go to PT, I take a shower before even I get up oh dark 30 to take a shower and get ready even before to go work out just to go shower again. Um, I stretch out before going to work just to stretch out again to get ready to go do PT with the soldiers, uh, stuff like that. I guess those are, those are, those are superstitions, but I do them so much. They're literally routine.
0: And if you don't have a routine and listen, and, I, and I've said this before on the show as well, if I showed up to the ballpark after one o'clock, my whole day was for a seven o'clock game. My whole day was messed up. So the routine part of it, I had to, I, and, and that's what I tell a lot of the kids today. And I'm talking more about baseball too, but I mean, I'm talking about in life, I guess, as well. You have to have a routine. If you do not have a routine, you, in my mind, you're going to have some tough, tough times. I mean, and it's especially now with the, the, the whole COVID 19 and everything, you still wake up, do what you got to do whenever. But if you have to have a routine, it just something for your mind. I don't know what, what the actual thing is, but for your mind, it's going to, it
2: just makes everything that much better absolutely right you know it's 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 funny when the stuff start i don't mean to bring light on it but I, I told my wife after everything kicked off i was like wow all of a sudden it's cool to wash your hands now it's like i've been doing that my whole life you know
0: <laughs> now, oh, it's, now it's cool
2: to wash your hands right but so yeah, okay.
0: so you make your bed when you wake up
2: that's that's a see that's what i call a pet peeve in life but well, that's where that's where Handler's
0: like no i ain't getting up yet right now dude i'll, I'll make it when i
2: get up Well so So once she gets up and out and about, definitely that bed is made. But, you know, those are those are pet peeves in life. Um, You know, like I don't like dishes in my sink when I go to bed. Um, I have dishes in my sink. Yeah, it's just those. Those are peeves. But you would not necessarily routine or superstition. It's just I don't like it. So I make sure before I go to bed. I don't have no dishes in my sink, or I have my uniforms ready for the next day, because if I wake up in the morning and if I don't have everything set for me to get ready to go, just like you said, going to the ballpark at a certain time, it's
0: it's, you don't feel you're, right. you're
2: lost. It's you're not it, you're not prepared. And you know, I, I tell soldiers all the time: if you fail to plan, you or if you, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So perfect. It, 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 I, it's it's simple I, but true though. It's a. Very
0: true. I told my wife, she's like, um, "Are you gonna make the bed?" I'm like, I can honestly tell, and I can't say I have not because I'm sure I have. I'm sure my mom, like, you know, go make your bed. I haven't made a bed in forever. And my <laughs> wife's a bed maker. I mean, she's like, "Um, you gonna make the bed?" I'm like, I haven't made a bed in you know thirty years. <laughs> So, I mean, I haven't, and, and like I go. I'm just gonna get back in it, and you know, I've washed sheets. Obviously, you can wash your sheets, you know, once a week or twice yeah. a week, whatever it may be. But am I gonna make it? I'm gonna have to go mess it up. But I mean, I obviously know in the military, it's like boom, 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 boom. And I don't, know, I, I, I just, but you, if you don't have a routine in I, anything I, you do, it's you're screwed.
2: I think it signifies work ethic to an extent. If you ask me, too,
0: it, Very it shows. True.
2: Um. Just, it's the small things that you do, just not in the military, but in sports and life too. The, the small things add up. And it usually says a lot about yourself, you know, your character, your work ethic. How, how good do you want to be? You know what I mean? Like, take I'm that guessing, doubt. like that. Take an extra BP, I can imagine, you know, that, that makes you better, right? You can always sustain uh, yourself, but what are you business. doing to make yourself better? <laughs>
0: It doesn't know how hot it is. Like, <laughs> it was too hot. I know I'm going to catch 140 games. If it's 100, I ain't tagging extra BP. Awesome. <laughs> okay, you got five seconds. Your favorite wrestler ever. Go. Ric Flair. Oh, that's a good
1: one. That's a good one. Least favorite wrestler him. that everybody loves. Favorite? Okay. I, well, I, I
2: still say Ric Flair. I, I think everybody loves Ric Flair. No, no so but, your, but
0: your least your favorite. Your favorite tag team. Five seconds. Your favorite tag team ever. Oh. Jeez. I
2: don't um, know. The Demolition, I love them as a kid. Um, the Hollywood blondes also, I love them. Brian Pillman and Stone Cold, so underrated. Um geez, I love Demolition, but if you look back on their gimmick now, it's pretty messed up because they have like the you know, the spikes and the ble- black leather thing going on, you know, but they were, I thought they rock? Were- <laughs>
0: okay, rock, stone cold. Stone cold. Stone cold <laughs>
1: triple H. Stone Cold, WCW or WWF? Say again. WCW or WWF?
2: Ooh, it depends on the time frame. Um, when during '83 weeks, WCW was amazing, but the last couple of years, the of WCW was the drizzling shit. So it just it's, it's literally back and forth. But during, Triple during, H during,
0: Sting. Triple H Sting.
2: Triple H, a Sting. I, I've always respected Sting, especially during his uh his Malibu blonde hair days and the paint. Yeah. Especially, I, I watched the lost tape uh, that came out. Uh, a I have not weeks seen that yet. Oh, it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. A little behind the you know behind the scene type deal. Um, you see, Mean Gene Okerlund, rest in peace, uh, legend there, right? Um. Well, oh yes. But tr- Triple H is so. He's so damn good, and he went through a lot, especially after the Kurt call. You know, he was—he went through a lot. He, he was pretty much blacklisted. He worked his way back. He loves Motorhead. Uh, he's a big metal guy too. So I like metal mm-hmm. music. So I, I, I love metal.
0: metal. I love metal.
2: Absolutely. I think because of the position that he's in, he catches a lot of flat. Um Yeah, he's going to. I, I heard I heard a song. It's lonely at the top, but the, a bitch at the bottom, though. So you know what I mean. So you know
0: that you know what I don't know who sang that song, but whoever, whatever you're talking about, that's a great quote. I'm gonna take that quote. You take my eyelid quote. I'm gonna take that quote right there.
2: There what, you go to the uh, top.
1: But... What uh, did you watch? Any of the Last Right series?
2: I've I've caught every episode and. Uh,
1: all right, we can probably disagree on this because this will be a good conversation here. Because I'll be honest, I watched and and I'm not a huge old Undertaker fan. I think the guy should have retired a while ago, and it's just another case. Here. It's it's just another case of an old guy hanging on for the payday, and that's fine if you get can it get, get it out of
0: here, and that's fine too. But uh, I mean, if you but, still do it, you do it. That whole, I'm telling you what the little uh, uh, cinema thing that they had at, at uh, WrestleMania. That was awesome. Maybe it's, it's because there's nothing else going on, but I'm gonna tell you what I dug that. And Dennis, I know that you did too.
2: I did. I, I thought that was
1: his best work in ten years.
2: Oh God. Well, I know. I know the matches with Goldberg and the Triple H. Shawn Michaels match it was. It, it, that guy's got passion for what he does, and you can tell because you see in that series, literally after every Mania or. Pretty much, damn near every match, he's having surgery, but he's going back out there. It's it, it, he shows that he's a perfectionist, but it's something that he loves, and he's gonna still do it while he can. Um, I thought he was awesome, awesome in his early years with uh, Percy Pringle, with Paul Bearer when he yes. we was Paul Bearer, um, and you know, brother love and stuff like that. I've never really big been, been huge in gimmicks like that, but man, that's the that's the best gimmick in wrestling history. I can't think then of then assume, who, oh, have on,
0: who did we have on when they were talking about. I don't know if it was um, gosh, it? Who do we have on when they said like he was one of the guys, one of the um, the
1: the oh, Paul Bears, the or? Jeff Kavanaugh guy?
0: Okay, so didn't he say like when they were kind of you know getting ready to do what they were doing, Undertaker looked at him, um, and said, What did he, what did he say? He said something like he goes. So, you, uh, yeah. Have you guys I, ever been Paul or something like, something like yeah. that? But it was like, cool. And like the fact that Undertaker still, you know, obviously he's the Undertaker and he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest wrestler ever. Um, but uh, dude, dude's got a, like a, he's cool. Everybody likes him. He's got a good personality. And it was Jeff that came on and said, like, yeah, I was one of his um,
1: Paul Bears. And we, I didn't know him. He goes, I don't know him. Ex- tell that story uh, to Nate. So, we had Jeffrey Scott on, who's kind of the ring announcer for Impact, and he's been around, done a lot of stuff yeah. for wrestling. And yeah. he he was uh, talking about uh, one time he got a chance to be pallbearer. A couple times he was a pallbearer for different WrestleManias. And they were going through rehearsal, and Undertaker's laying in this casket, and there's like six or eight guys around it, and nobody's talking. And finally the Undertaker looks up and looks around and kind of says uh, – so, what are you guys professional pallbearers?
2: <laughs> just like, just like so it's cool. That's like, that's cool. That makes his legend even
1: grow further in my mind.
2: Absolutely. Um, if you if you watch the last ride, it seems like he literally lived his gimmick. And that's a tough thing to do, especially you know in these last few years. It seems like a real down to earth, down to earth guy. has been through the ringer, and if you see all them, all the uh, other people in the WWE. They talk to him. He's kind of you know like that mentor, and man, that's a high ceiling. You know, it, man, it's just that's the Undertaker. That's, that's a, I don't know why I, I listen, I, I read and I listen to things. And how is he not on the uh, Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling? How is he not on that? He's Mount still Rushmore? doing it.
0: He's still, he's, he's still doing it. He, they can't put him on Mount Rushmore until he retires. This right. dude, he might do it when he's when we're all gone. I mean, he's he's that like committed. I mean, it's it's, it's amazing to me. The, the because listen, they, these guys. And I was telling Tommy yesterday. I go, dude, you guys, I go, you've put your body through hell. You're fifty years old. It, how are you still doing it? He goes, you know what? And that's when he whipped out the ace bandages and the <laughs> the, the volleyball knee pad. But I mean, it's amazing because it's not like, uh, and I'll never forget. And this is, and I told Tommy this, I think yesterday too, is I was um, fortunate enough. We had a game in San Francisco and um, our equipment manager for the Pittsburgh Pirates knew the the uh, the equipment manager for the 49ers. This, I mean, I couldn't even tell you what year it was. But it this way, Candlestick was still, uh, we played at Candlestick. So the AT&T
2: oh, yeah, was, I remember. huge was
0: yeah, that, um, and uh, that, so we go and we watch uh, the Chargers and the Niners play preseason. Total, and we're right on the the sideline. And these linemen, I'm going to tell you what, man, they're such big, big men. And the way they move their feet and the, how quick they are, it just amazes me. And wrestling, it's it's very similar to me because I'll never forget that when we're on the sideline thing this is just a preseason game. And and so every time I see these big guys, you know, like Tommy Dreamer or whoever it may be, I mean, these guys are all big, the exception of maybe like Ray Mysterio, but I mean, obviously they do different things and, and you know, guys like guys like Ray Mysterio. Um, but dude, the way they move their feet. And the reason I say this is I was fortunate enough when I was at Pittsburgh, my second year, the, um, they, the, 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 the Pittsburgh Penguins, what, uh, uh, asked us to come down. So we go down, and we bring uh, – um, it was their spring training, too, or what I don't know what they call it.
2: Like Mellon Arena them. or something like that, or Mellon? It was in like the uh, – The, 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 uh, I, don't the I don't know.
0: The Igloos? No, the igloos, where they play um, – I, I can't remember what, it, what what it is. But we go down, and we watch – well, there's an upstairs thing, and we, we're going down to ice skate with them, and afterwards, we got a b- bunch of bats and balls and blah, blah, blah. But I, I stood and watched for like 10 minutes, and it was when – uh, Mario Lemieux was still playing and Yarmir Yager. Oh, and yeah. I'm gonna tell you what, and Mary Lemieux huge. I don't think people understand that because most hockey players, you, you know, they're bigger on skates. Mary Lemieux was huge, but the way his and Yager's feet moved compared to the rest of the team, it was night and day. I mean, it was like, and then the rest of the team was like. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but that's how I think of like these linemen, and I always watch linemen now, and I always watch you know wrestling how their feet move. And it's unbelievable to me because, listen, I'm six foot. I've been the same weight uh, since I freaking got to the big leagues, and I'm gonna tell you what these big boys. It's impressive how they move. It's unbelievable to me,
2: and you know it's crazy. It's even gotten. They've gotten even more athletic as time goes on, you know, nutrition and stuff like that, Um, physical trainers. Even you see CrossFit that, you know, back in the day, never even heard of it, just stuff like that to keep people in shape. And it is poetry emotion. But you think about, like, like we talk about, like, the undertaker and the passion that, you know, these individuals have for their profession, right? Like, I, I wonder, like, we talk about Mario Lemieux. When did Mario Lemieux start playing hockey? Probably three or four years old, you know? No, I'm assuming, give, yeah. Give give or take a year or two, and it's just had the love for it, and become better and better every day. And that's that's, that's, just,
0: they do, that's what they do in the Canada. In eh? the Canada,
2: oh yeah, <laughs> I like I like Canada. I've been there a couple of times.
0: <laughs> it's a cool place, cool cool place. Oh yeah, Very much oh yeah,
2: though. definitely Windsor. Because Detroit and you know Windsor's right there. Um, yeah, Canada's amazing. I, I like it there, but not retiring there, but. It's a nice, nice bar, uh, country.
0: It's a good place to visit. It's like going to Wrigley Field. It's a good place to. It's not a good place to play, but it's a great place to go there for four
2: games. So I was, I was like, I've read in the past that for athletes to play, especially American athletes, that it's a disadvantage to play in Canada over taxes and stuff like that. Have you ever heard anything about that or?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's more just a pain in the butt as far as. Um, but, I mean, everybody's got a passport. Now. I mean, it, it, I wouldn't say taxes. But it depends where you're from. Like, if, if I'm from California, which I am, um, and then I came to Kansas, like, whoa. <laughs> you're talking about two different worlds. You're talking yeah. about New York's taxes and everything. Um, so, I mean, to me, going to Toronto or Montreal to play, it's not anything different than California. So, I guess it depends on where you're from. Like, when I came here to Kansas, and I, that's where I'm at now, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Because mm-hmm. of the taxes that I paid in California for however long. So oh,
2: yeah, I'm sure pretty It hard.
0: depends on who you are and where you're from, I guess, more than anything. Um, but I don't know. I, I Honestly, I don't know. But I'm assuming if you're from Florida, where there is none, or Arizona, then you go to Toronto. Yeah, hell yeah. It's going to be like.
2: Yeah, that's so, so I I don't know where I don't know where I read it but so sometimes that can push people away from going to play for like you know the Blue Jays or like the Expos back then or you know NHL teams now just because they don't want to pay the taxes cuz they're so high. It's, it's cuz I'm going to something similar looking at property taxes in New York state and way way oh. higher than Virginia. I tell you that.
0: It's I can only
2: imagine. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, I I went from California to uh, Pennsylvania, and I'm like – and Pennsylvania's like – but California's like, whoa. (laughs) This is nice. But that all being said is if you're a baseball player and you get drafted by the Blue Jays, you ain't got a choice. Mm -hmm. That's who drafted you.
2: That's it. And that's got to be a pretty damn good feeling, by the way. You know? that's Oh, wow. Absolutely. Now, Jason –
1: I don't know how much time you have left here because I know you have a hard out at uh, at a certain point. Yeah, pretty quick. So uh, eight forty-five. All right, so we still got about fifteen more minutes. Let's let's talk a little bit more about your sports fandom because that's one of the more reasons why we're here. We've talked about wrestling. We know a little bit about your your your, your Detroit ties, but when you go to a new state. And I, I, I ask Jason this question all the time. Like, you grow up in California, you're a California sports fan, but when you show up in Pittsburgh, do you become a Pittsburgh Steelers fan? Because sometimes you have to pretend to be that in the media, like, hey, I support my – pit. for you, when you spend a, a, a amount of time in a different area, do you start picking up that fandom?
2: That's honestly – it's only happened to me one time. I was stationed in Fort Lewis, Washington, and, uh, growing up in, in Flint, there was not a whole lot of soccer going on. Um, when I got, sta- I was stationed in Germany and I started going to Bundesliga matches and I fell in love with the sport. Yeah. So when I got to Washington state, um, the Seattle Sounders, uh, were like, were, were a big thing, you know, American soccer. So I kind of, I, I gained a new love and respect for, you know, that sport. But outside of that, um, being from Michigan, we have all four sports, so it, loyal by fault um you meet a lot of people in the military that don't have no professional sports teams so you know i kind of always give them you know a little here and there like oh you're a cowboys fan but you're from wyoming you know what i mean oh um,
1: geez that sounds familiar doesn't it jason you know? <laughs> <laughs>
2: and i got to i got to experience that because i was stationed at fort Sill, oklahoma when the oklahoma city thunder came from uh when they were the seattle supersonics and you talk about it's that's the only ticket in town. The Thunder are huge there, because before that, you know, it's all Oklahoma, OU, and Oklahoma State, you know, gear, and that was their loyalties. But when Oklahoma City came or the Thunder came there, that was it. So they, everybody in Oklahoma, that's that's their team. Unless you were, you know, born at an earlier time, you, you like the Mavericks or the Rockets or Spurs or whatever, but. i'm gonna give
0: you a piece of advice right now and hopefully heather's not listening and if she is tell her to put her earmuffs on you are a fan of whoever covers the spread (laughs) (laughs) that's how i look at it i've been a a lot of different places too more obviously in the united states but if they cover the spread i'm a huge fan and i will go get a hat
2: (laughs) i i definitely hear you Hmm. um the last few years for being a, a fan of Michigan teams has, has been really, really rough. Um, Red Wings growing up, um, even to a few years ago, high standard. Now they're worst record in the NHL. My, my Tigers had number one pick two of the last three years. Um, Lions are the Lions. It is what it is. Um, Pistons are on and off. It's just, it's a rough time. And, Man, I've am I'm, I'm been fortunate enough that uh, they haven't lost none of them teams that's been relocated. Um, I have a friend from Missouri, and I goes, who's your sports team? He goes, the Rams. I'm like, they're in L.A. And I goes, <laughs> he goes, well, I used to be a, a St. Louis Cardinals fan, but then they moved to Arizona, then the Rams came. And I've it, it, just been very fortunate that my teams haven't been able to. I haven't been relocated. Dennis, so. Dennis, who
1: are your teams? Well, see that's that's a tricky question too because I've born in Boston, I lived in St. Louis and Atlanta. So I I man, the I love my Patriots. You have a bunch of different teams. I kind of do. I love my Patriots. When it comes to college sports, I'm, I'm a University of Georgia guy cuz you know, Boston and Missouri didn't really have a football team then. Uh baseball? I, I love my Red Sox, but it's I, I appreciate the Cardinals and I appreciate the Braves because I lived in Atlanta during my high school years, during that great run where they got all those young veterans, uh Raphael Billiard, those kind of guys. That's, name. That's why I
0: asked you that because you're like you're bouncing around too. And he asked Dennis, "Like, who's your favorite team?" He's like, "Well, I, I, whoever's <laughs> winning is what he's gonna say because he's at been all he's lived everywhere, and if, whatever one of his five teams are winning, that's who he was a fan of." <laughs> Actually, you
2: act- know what's funny. Actually, Rafael Belliard it reminded me of Sid Breen, uh-huh. which is a pirate and a brave too. Like the WTBS days, watching. And I'm gonna Raiders tell you what Rafael Belliard,
0: the greatest guy ever. He is the greatest guy ever. My, my, he's my friend with the is with the Royals now in Kansas, and I'm gonna tell you what. And I, I sat up with him in um, our general manager suite for Jesus oh, last five years. And what an unbelievable dude! So Dennis, you're right. So you can go with the go wherever Rafael Belliard is because I'm going to tell you what that dude wins. Doesn't matter where he's at. He doesn't matter if he's the the, the 25th player on the team or not. He's going to win.
2: And he had a glove too, by the way, Jason. Oh, he, he had could fall for days. Damn good shortstop.
1: Yes. He and he was in an era where he didn't really have to hit either, so you can't really hold it against him. Back then, not a team where he didn't have to hit. And he
0: was Jim Leland's boy, and wherever Jim Leland went, that's where Ralphie was going.
2: It's one of my favorite managers. You know, I guess I'm biased to the Tigers. Old Smokes, there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, my, my first
0: manager ever, Nate. First manager, really.
2: Ever. He he seems like a pretty kick ass dude. Just Good just from they seeing get. him on TV. Good that, as they that's get. That's awesome. Awesome.
1: All right. So, Jason, uh, we're going to have to wrap this up because we're going to have to have Nate back on when Dimitri's here. because It's going to be a whole different conversation. Then, Nate, <laughs> listen, people don't understand, but you had to skip take putting your kid to bed tonight to hang out with us on Father's Day weekend, which we, Jason, I truly appreciate because, you know, as much as you listen to the show, we do it for guys like you because it, we're – we say it on every podcast, and hopefully, this show really shows that we really are a podcast that's built for fans. That that's not every podcast out there is as fan friendly as we are, Jason.
0: Yeah, no. In, in all honesty, and cutting to, through the crap, and, and yes, we are fan friendly. I get, it. but I mean, I tell you what, it is an honor, Nate. In all honesty, from everything about me um, as a person, and Dennis, and you know what, I can say the same thing for Dimitri as well. Um, it is an honor for you to be on this show. It is, it is so cool what you have done in your life. Uh, and just like, I don't know, I'd be like protecting us. And some of the stuff that I say sounds really dumb and I understand that. And I don't really care, but like guys like you is what we're able to do these stupid little computer things, whatever podcast or whatever. with. Not that stupid. And we <laughs> greatly appreciate it. I greatly appreciate it. Dennis does too. Um, I, I can't thank you enough. And I hope that you will want to be, um, and the next time we get on the line, I hope that, and obviously we'll, we'll, shoot you a text. You got my number, um, when we're off the air, shoot me a text. And, and, um, I hope that you can, obviously, I know you're busy, you're working and you have a, a brand new baby. Um, and that's good, good luck you may better <laughs> take care of Heather. Um, but with all three of your kids, um, it's, I know it's hard, but if we shoot you a text and you have a chance to make it on here again, we would love to have you, and thank you for your service. Thank you for your continued service, and um, I know a lot of people don't like saying that, but I really, really, truly mean it with everything that I have. And um, Happy Father's Day to both you guys, and uh, once again, thank you, and you are more than welcome. Anytime you want to hop on this show, you are more than welcome.
2: Jason, thank you so much. Um, Dennis, also, hey. You guys, thank you for the opportunity. Those words, wow, I'm very, very humbled right now. Um, wow, I don't, I don't even know what to say. Just <laughs> thank you so much. Um, this is part of, you know, part of my profession. What I would do, and I'm, I'm happy to do it and happy. Well,
0: would, let's get, let's get back to. Work. Are you going to come back on the show?
2: Hey, you call me tomorrow. I'll come on tomorrow. Man. All right,
0: that's all <laughs> I wanted to hear, man. That's what we wanted um, to hear. Um,
2: no. i I, hey. I, I want to tell you guys, like, I love you guys' show. It's, uh, I think it's class. It's amazing. Um, I look forward to listening to it whenever it is posted. Um, even when I get, ch- you know, my little freedoms when I'm driving my truck, if I got to go somewhere. or If I'm in my office working, I, I, I had the podcast on. So I, I, it's, it's soothing. It's awesome. It's topics are amazing right up my alley. And, uh, Bunch of good dudes talking good stuff, man. I love it. Thank you so much well, for having me. No,
0: absolutely. And I will say this, and it's the only time I'm going to talk this guy up, but um it's all Dennis. <laughs> In all honesty, it's all Dennis, and um, he's the one that gets. Because once again, Dimitri and myself, we're computer dumb, and it's all Dennis. All the topics are Dennis. Um, uh-huh. But so, I mean, that's the guy you should really be thanking. But at the same time, we just want to thank you for everything yeah,
1: absolutely that's why
0: we're and doing more than season. anything thank heather for uh having you as your absolutely.
2: yeah i i absolutely. have to thank her trust me i'm i'm lucky i count my blessings every night trust me yeah uh dennis you're like say so your class too man um
1: thank you guys
2: well you keep going what you guys like, well you guys i'm serious what you guys do is, is awesome i love it and uh well, man i'll like i said you call me i'll i'll be on anytime you guys want me <laughs> oh yeah of course
1: Awesome. It, awesome. Right. And we promise They'd we'll get you good. on when Dimitri's here. So guys, what an awesome show. This was this was amazing. I didn't even get to half the topics. There's so much, Jason. We didn't even talk about the COVID.
0: Without baby. a doubt. And I've said this about five different times, but without a doubt, my favorite show out of You say every show. Done, you without say a doubt. It.
2: Oh, man. I don't know. There's been a lot of damn good
1: shows. <laughs> Enjoy it for said like Four because- or five
0: times. But I mean, hey, the best show that we've ever done without a doubt, because once again, that's the real hero right there, and Dennis, you said it the best. The hero—that's
2: that's it. We're gonna start
0: calling you now, hero.
2: Oh man, I'm just doing my—I'm just doing my thing, man. I appreciate I it. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks. Actually, Heather. the hero is Heather,
1: but yeah, man, that, that's how I tonight.
2: look at it. She's, she's definitely. Yeah.
1: As always, we here at Wrestling with Sports, Jason Kittle, Dimitri Young, Brett Boone. We thank you so much for listening. Show does not go on without you. That's why we need you to grow. So make sure you are out there telling your friends, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, Water Cooler at Work. We need your help to grow, and that's how you help us grow. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Wrestling With Sports. We do a lot of live shows over there. You can find links to the show and other cool stuff that we will be doing exclusively for Facebook. Twitter, follow Jason Kendall at jasondkindle18 the Brett Boone 29 the meat hook young da meat hook young Dennis 77 Farrell you can follow the show's Twitter account at wrestling WS subscribe to the podcast any place you get podcasts and if you can't find them head over to YouTube subscribe there you'll find it there or email the show wrestling with sports at gmail.com right There is a direct line to us. We'll get it whether you have a comment, a question. You want to be part of the show. We will make sure your voice is heard. That's what we try really hard at Wrestling With Sports to do is make sure it's 100% interactive with you, the fans. On behalf of all the guys, thank you for listening.